Yes, this is Dre Day, and this is Rapping with Dre Day, episode 12, Poetic Injustice. I sit down with a intelligent brother by the name of Raheem, and we chop it up. He spits a couple poems, and we have a good time. But before we get into it, I want to say, follow me on Twitter, STL Dre Day. Like, share, subscribe, and check out my YouTube. I'm Dre Day on YouTube, and I have a link in my description. So let's get into it. All right, all right, we rolling. Rapping with Dre Day. I'm here with Raheem. Not ready, oh Raheem, people. What? Uh, Raheem. A young, talented poet. Poetic brother. Getting into the hip hop game. What's the reason that blacks in recession? Is it lack of direction, mediocrity, slap, and perfection? Well, maybe it's the cracks in the resin. Heroin, cocaine, and crack in the present. The crooks in the blue just hacking and stepping to serve and protect. What happened to helping? Where were you when my roof fell in? When my cousin got robbed? When my auntie got beat? I ain't see none of y'all riding down my street. But them paddywhack boys ride down on me. Jump out, hold up, not a pound on me. It doesn't matter, so what? Still pound on me. Black eyes swole shut and the town gon' see. And you call me a crook, I'm hellbound, we gon' see. <laughs> But I know how I feel when they railroad a brother. Front page, airtime, how you tell your mother. Ma, I'm innocent, I ain't do it. Pop say, son, you're guilty until proven. But I can prove it. I ain't had nothing to do with it. But it's witnesses, and they all say you. And it's sickening how they all say you. And all white jury, yeah, that's your piss. And all white jury, son, that's your fear. But just yesterday, the track so clear. 25, the life, son, that's your fear. But the day was a gift. The morning is a struggle. The night is a war. And tomorrow isn't sure. Say, I'ma die rich, because I was born poor. And the pitch over pours on the floor. Now you're standing in the store. No food in your belly. No money in your pocket. One thing on your brain. That's aim and cock it. So, let me ask once more. What's the reason that blacks in recession? It's lack of direction, mediocrity, slack, imperfection, heroin, cocaine, and crack in in the present. No sense of direction, mental neglection, pent-up aggression. Ladies and gentlemen, that is right. That's what we're dealing with. So... That was one of your older ones. Yeah, that was like 2008, 2009, like back in high school, senior year. And you remember a, a lot of them that well? Because that was pretty well. Do, oh. you, do, you, do you go out and do this, uh, these poems and these open mics? No, I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't. I don't really do open mics or talent shows and none of that. I pretty much, I have a tote at my house that's just full of paper. Everything that I that I can, that I still have that I've written since like seventh grade. But 
I don't really recite them for nobody, like, not for my family. And then I'm not bashful or shy or anything. I just, I just, I don't know. Half of the stuff I don't even finish. But. Um. That's, that's, uh, cool. That's cool. Uh. So I could think, cause. I was ready to talk about hip hop, but that that's a that poem just put me on a different mindset. Like I so that came from a place of personal experience. Not entirely. I mean, you can learn in more than one way. You can you, you can learn by physically doing it, acting it out, seeing it, hearing it, you know, stuff like that. And that was just my analysis of what life was like for me in certain instances, like certain feelings that I could feel and that my parents could feel. And you say your brother went to jail? Yeah. How old were you when he got locked up? He was 17. I was 11. Okay, how much time does he have, if you don't mind? Um, he just got out, like, a month ago. That's dope. Yeah, it was 14, 15, almost 15 years. So is he picking the pen back up? Um, or is he still acclimating? You know, in there, he 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 didn't necessarily write rhymes as much. He he pretty much wrote stories. Okay. So he has, he has about six or seven little short stories that he has now, you know. He says that he's, you know, going to push toward getting them published or trying to self-publish. Yeah, compile them into a book and put it out there. It sounds like some dope shit. So he just got out a month ago. Mm-hmm. He got locked up when you were like 14. I was 11. He was 11. 17. 11. So how long was he here? How old are you now? I'm, I was 11 then. I'm 26. Okay, so, so damn. Yeah, he did 14 and some change. He probably needs some time, uh... Yeah, it took him. It took him a minute to adjust. His first day, man, we, we we went to the Chinese restaurant, and he was just like, he was like, bro, I'm gonna park one of these dudes, bro. Like, man, they moving too much to me. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, it was just you know normal behavior, but for him being you know in that in that mindset for so long, it's, you it's know, I was having the conversation with the one of my coworkers, and he uh, spent five behind mm-hmm. uh, bars, I think. And even he said it was it was really a process to you know get out of that mm-hmm. mind state. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said even now, you know, a year and a half later, he still has mm-hmm. uh, to remind himself that he's out. So uh, yeah, it's a process. You. Uh, yeah. I mean, with the with the time that he did and being as young as he was when he went in, you know, at 17, he, his mind never really had the time to mature the way that one would if they had an opportunity to live, you know, unshackled. And uh, and outside of that, just, just the, the technology jump, like phones, different cars, everything was like 10 times faster now. So he was just like, bro, I don't know how to do this. I don't, he, he was like my shadow. I was like big brother to him. Yeah, man, that's, that's a hell of a dynamic. Yeah. Uh, so, D, 
deep seeing your brother get locked up at that age give you any certain perspective on the world? Did it make you look at the system different? Did it make you question things? How did you react at 11 seeing that happen? Um, he, he, he's the middle child of my mother, of my mother's three kids. I, I being the youngest and, uh, I was closest to him. Like I had the most interaction with him of my brothers. Cause my oldest brother was, you know, a, a couple years older than him. So he was already off and into the streets as, yeah, as he yeah. was as well. But, uh, um, when he got out, I mean, him getting locked up, I wasn't doing the stuff that they were doing anyway because I was I was kind of shielded from that because I was too young to be out there with them. So I could only see him coming home getting on punishment, him coming home, you know, bruised because the police beat him up or because he got jumped or whatever it is or him having baby mama drama or whatever it was. So I, I, saw, I, I saw him making his mistakes and doing what he was doing and I had already seen my mother's relationships and my brother's relationships. So my perspective on life was already pushed in the direction that I feel like it, it went into just having seen everyone else live theirs. So so you feel like you were able to learn from everyone else's mistakes in your life. That's really dope. And hopefully it looks like you could use your talents to... Uh, convey that message really well like um I think a lot of people who have certain talents do have somewhat of a responsibility to try to uh teach in a way um and I think people like you who have that message are really important when it comes to helping people understand that they're not alone in certain situations. So that's that's dope shit, man. Uh, have you had dealings with the police? You mentioned that you, you saw your brother come on with bruises. Have you had uh, any type of dealings with the police? Um... I'm not, you know, I, I'm just, I just want to say this first, you know, I, I'm not anti-police in any way, you know, I have, uh, I don't have any, you know, long-standing relationships with them or anything, I, I don't know any personally, you know, but I feel like there's a difference between a police officer and law enforcement, and I feel like law enforcement, you know, particularly chooses to enforce what their perception of law is or how it should be followed, so I, I'll say that, and I have had a few misdealings with uh with with the police, you know. Um I've been I've been hassled and heckled, you know, handled a little roughly at times. Uh I personally have not but I remember one day I was up in Columbia, Missouri and uh my uncle had got into it with his wife. And, you know, they got into a really heated argument. And the police got called somehow. I believe the neighbors might have called them. But, you know, I remember they were trying to defuse the situation. And his 
wife was outside. The police were in between two of them, and my uncle was standing in the doorway. And they told him, go back inside. And he didn't. He stood there yelling at his wife. Mm-hmm. And they tackled him to the ground, handcuffed him, and then pepper sprayed him. So that's the one and only time I ever saw the police really mm-hmm. being real extra like that. But, you know, my uncle was literally laying on the ground with his ass behind his back when they pepper sprayed him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn. But, you know, <clears throat> that was up there. And that was in like, oh, nine. I wasn't here when everything else happened and Tensions got real high, mm-hmm. you know. What was it like being in the city during that time, you know, after Mike Brown and mm-hmm. when the whole BLM movement started? Mm-hmm. Um, It wasn't too long after the Mike Brown incident, maybe about six or seven months. And, you know, I had a, a small incident. I was just, uh, I was on Grand and, and, Grand and Grapple at, at, at the cricket store trying to get a phone. And uh, I left from there, and I headed, you know, across the street to Boost. I didn't make it to Boost. By the time I made it to, you know, the parking lot between Papa John's and Family Dollar, I see, uh, you know, the white Tahoe come down the street. They bust you, pull up with the door open, like, come in. I stop. I'm like, what's up? They're like, and you on foot? I'm on foot. Yeah, I'm on foot. I got, I have my 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 backpack on some. Some military pants and Wu Tang shirt. I'm just chilling, you know. And uh, they shout out Wu Tang. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, that was one of my favorite shirts. One of my favorite shirts, but I, I can't wear it anymore. Um, but uh, they they pull up on me. First thing they do is try to go in my pockets, and I'm like, whoa. I'm like, you, you, I'm like, you can't go in my pockets. He's like, uh, he tells me I fit the description of a bank robber. And I'm like, what bank? I'm like, Pulaski Regions, U.S. Bank. I'm like, who? He like Pulaski. I'm like, when? Two hours ago. I'm like, who robs a bank and stays, it's walking in, the down the and stays in the area for two hours? I'm like, what am I doing? Like, if I rob the bank, I got all money. I can't, what you, what you mean? I can't make up my mind? I could sit on the bus and make up my mind about what I'm going to do. But no, nah, what? I'm like, all right. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, Plasky, let's, that's down the street. Walk me to the bank. They'll tell you, I'm not the guy. Hey, that was a good answer. I'm like, he's, he switches. He doesn't, he doesn't even apply to that. He just says, okay, now what's in the book bag? He goes from, you fit the description, a description that he never gave me, to what's in the book bag. So now he's trying to pull my book bag strips off. I put my hands up. I, I bag away. I'm like, so you cannot go. You have no legal right, no legal precedent to search me at this moment. You haven't informed me of nothing. You told me no description, nothing. You got to come with something more than that to get me. I'm not. An idiot. Right, right, right. So, um, he's like, put your arms, put your hands behind your back. I'm like, why? I'm like, we are talking. I'm like, we don't have to do this this way. We sitting there talking. So, both of the both of the officers are standing in front of me. Um, my I lock my fingers together, kind of like in a praying motion, so that they uh and 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 all I'm saying is like, we don't have to do this this way because they're trying to you know manually take my arms and put them behind my back. My back. Yeah. Which is to the truck. Yeah. So, you know, they can't do that. So they're wrestling with me. One of them comes around me and tries to pick me up off the ground. Every time they try to pick me up, I catch my foot behind his knee so he can't slam me. Right. But he eventually slams me, breaks the laptop that's in my book bag, which isn't mine. It's my lady's. 
Then by the time I looked up, when I say from Aldi's to to Wingstop, the entire turning lane is Paduag, Tahoe, 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 Cruiser. It's, they about eight units deep. God damn, They man. tased me twice. The taser got stuck in my in my rib bone. The EMT couldn't take it out, so they had to take me to St. Alexis. What the fuck? Handcuffed to the table. I had the EMT call my job because I was I had to be at work in like an hour and a half. I had the EMT call my job like from her from her from her phone, whatever phone it was. I'm like, hey, I'm on the stretch. Like, hey, can you please call my job? Tell them I'm not going right, to right, because that's the first thing you can think about. I swear to God, it's the first thing you think about. Yeah, man. So, so all of that happened. I, I ended up doing like a week and a half in jail. They they hit me with two counts of third degree uh, uh, resisting arrest. What the fuck? So you really had to go to jail behind that shit? Yeah, I mean, I had like a traffic ticket warrant or something. Okay. But they held me for 48 hours just because nothing could stick because they had no legal right to do anything. And everybody that came out of Family Dollar had it on their cell phone because this was like, hey, right after Mike Brown, it was hot. They was was filming everything and anything. Yeah, man. I'm going to say... Every person, every police I've interacted with recently has been decent, you know. So hopefully we're moving away from that type of uh, hypervigilance. Yeah, that's a good word. A good word. Uh, well, I don't know with Trump being in office. What What do you think about Trump? I feel that. His views are are harsh, and I feel like if he can be qualified in whatever category you want to say he's qualified in, I feel like he doesn't speak in a manner that is befitting of a president, maybe of a private company in the private sector who's looking out for X, Y, and Z, but speaking for a country on a on a global pa- platform, I, I feel like that's a little risky. What do you think about the fact that he's always talking about, I want to be on good terms with Russia, and I want to get along with Russia. That's the quote I keep reading, keep seeing. I think it would be great if we get along with Russia. Well, you seem like an intelligent guy, like, from talking to you. What do you think could be him? What do you think he's going for? We're trying to build this friendship with Russia. I think that, first of all, most of what he's saying and most of what his his uh, his team is getting people to focus on is propaganda. It's pretty much getting you to focus on this while he's doing X, Y, and Z in the background, just like he was trying to pass all those uh, executive decisions and all those other little things on the sideline, and it didn't pop up until one got kicked back. You know, then people start looking at that because at first they were talking about crowd sizes and what Melania is wearing and, and, and other BS. So a lot of that stuff is, is BS. But as far as the him and his relationship with, with Russia, um, him and Putin probably have the same type of ideals as far as what they think is, uh, is, is the right way a country should be run. I mean, right away I saw... Some similarities, you know, when uh, they said that Trump was trying to get the media to stop talking about him and things like that. Like, he, uh, 
I remember right after he got elected, I saw an article. I don't know how true it is because I didn't actually open it to see uh, where it came from. But I saw something that said he was trying to get South Pride, like prevent them from making fun of him. And I feel like that's a short, it's only a short jump from that to if you talk about me on TV, I'm going to kill you, which is what happens in Russia. People who uh, criticize and make fun of Putin on television, whether you're a journalist or like an entertainer, they end up fucking dead over there. So that's what kind of concerns me about him, mm-hmm. you know, praising Putin so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, from from a comment to killing is 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 is, is a huge jump. Um, I won't necessarily put the hat on him right away, but I will say that it is frightening the direction that it looks like things are going. You know, um, I'm I'm more of a conspiracy theorist than most people. You know, I feel like over the last couple of decades, from Animaniacs to Grand Theft Auto to modern to modern world warfare to now, they've been desensitizing us to violence. I mean, South Park, you know, shows like that. Everything is a little more lewd. Everything is a little more raunchy. Everything is 10 times more graphic than what it was 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, definitely. So all of that stuff leading up to, you know, and it's not just, you know, desensitizing us to violence and and, and sex. If you look at the movies, everything has an an apocalypse and an end of the world type of thing, like everything or it's some telling us how it was back then. Slavery this, slavery that, slavery that, this, that, and the third. And then look at how they're treating us. Look at how it's publicly being shown of killings of blacks and or, or people of, of ethnic groups being targeted. Yeah, man. So, I just, it's not a good direction. It, just, it looks like, you know, things is heading in that direction to where that could be accepted. The good thing, though, is that Trump only gets eight years, right? If he gets reelected, hopefully four, you know. Mm-hmm. How much impact does Trump, can, do you think Trump could have in four years? He can have a tremendous impact. If you look at the stock, the stock market the day before he got elected and the day after he got elected, everything, people... People's initial fear of how he would be as far as what he said as far as his trade re- regulations and taxes and, and whatnot, all of that went away, and, and they were eager and happy saying, okay, now we're going to feel cool to, 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 to spend and to try to you know move our, our companies forward. So if that could be just said just with the ideal of them having a Republican candidate in office, whereas right before – the eight years before with Obama when it was small, steadily growth as far as uh, lowering the unemployment rate and as far as restrengthening the economy after eight years of Bush, you know, I feel like that people want to work with him. People want him to work in as far as they want him to be the, 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 the savior, the big, great white hope as far as fixing the problems that everyone wants to blame on the prior administration. How much truth do you think there is to like a statement like Bush read it, Obama 
uh, did some good with it, but Trump could probably fix it and blame it all on Trump and take all the credit away from Obama while blaming Obama for Bush's uh, mistakes. Well, people... Because that's, from my perspective, like, thinking about it, it's like Bush fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Obama took it and tried to fix it. Mm-hmm. Well, do what he could to fix it. But, but his all the Bush's fuck-ups muffled. Uh, Obama didn't have help. People wanted... I, people were against him from, from the beginning. And some people were against him for reasons that they couldn't even fully explain. Like, didn't even have a good reason to be against him. That They opposed him either for his party or, or for because something he was that black. He, or because he was black. I mean, if you want to be for real about it, like, people didn't like it. It was, it was too new. He was, he was the elephant in the room. So... Now I heard a lot of people say on. I heard a lot of people say Obama didn't do anything. Do you agree with that or disagree? You know, I can say some of his efforts could have been, you know, better elsewhere. I I, I didn't. I'm not a bandwagon type of person. I, I didn't agree with every decision he made. I, I wasn't, you know, singing every single praise for him. But I feel like his mind was in the right place as far as what he thought was trying as far as what he was trying to do the way he executed it may not have been exactly what I would have done but I'm not perfect either so I can't speak on it as far right, as right 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 it's just that you know I when people say that you know I my first thought is well what the fuck do you know about politics like when, when you say Obama did nothing they expect the president to have that they voted for to have some type of effect on their personal day to day life. You know, Obama did have an effect on my life. It was negative though, me personally. Like, and that's kind of what I tell people. Like, it you know, a lot of shit that happened during every pregnancy. I almost said pregnancy. <laughs> a lot of shit that happens during every pregnancy has shit that affects you. It's just shit you don't notice. Mm-hmm. The Obama uh, thing affected me in two big ways. Because one, I was working at the time. I have a part-time job. And I was working like 40, 50 hours there. But as we know, when he passed Obamacare, they cut my hours dramatically because mm. Obamacare was forcing. I hope I didn't just belt it to the microphone because uh, Obamacare was forcing businesses to pay, yeah, to pay a, a penalty if they had employees that were not given health care, that were working more than 30 hours. So that's why a lot of businesses made sure that no one worked over 30 hours unless they were worth keeping. Mm-hmm. Like, unless they were... Like a shift leader or manager. Yeah, or just somebody that they liked mm-hmm. enough to pay for the health care. Okay. Um, and the other reason also involved Obamacare, I owed the IRS because I didn't have health insurance in 2015. And they... Uh, Put like a $500 penalty on my taxes. So, you know, while it hurt me, I understood. So I I didn't complain about it. And I still love Obama. uh, Because I know that 
Obamacare wasn't meant to help me. I was fine. I was working. I was cool. It's meant to help people who need health care, can't go get a job. So, yeah, that's always what I think when I hear people say Obama didn't do nothing. But I also think that people complain about Trump. I like to make fun of him because it's kind of funny to me. We hired the fucking host of the apprentice or whatever the fuck. But well, the electoral college voted him in. The popular vote lost. Yeah. I don't really understand. Do you understand how that works? Can you explain it to me? Um, to my knowledge, the electoral college was set up back way, way, way back in uh, like when when slavery was still going on. Like, and they did it because uh, the uh, the the plantation owners they wanted to have more influence on the vote because they said, look, I'm a plantation owner, but I'm not just speaking for me. I got X amount of slaves. I want their votes to count towards my my votes as well so that I can... Who the fuck? They weren't even... They weren't counted as four votes. They were counted as three-fifths of a vote. Hell no. Each slave was counted as three-fifths of a vote, and that's how they built up the electoral college. So, fundamentally, it's fucked up because no one's that good at math. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you take... It, does, it doesn't make sense that, that the tiny little states on the East Coast are worth way more electoral votes than some of the bigger co- uh, uh, states on the other side. Right, it should be per capita. Uh, yeah. Or is it? It's not. Just because the state's bigger doesn't mean the population's bigger. It's not. If you, if you look at it, most of the most of the states that have like the big the bigger amounts of votes are are are, are like part of the thirteen original colonies. Yeah, I, I knew that. I knew that. So that's what I'm saying. Like back when it first began, like right after the Constitution, they when they set it up, they set it up that way based off of this because this is where they were established originally, and and everybody else just got a piece of the pie afterwards. Yeah, but it just, the whole electoral college thing to me is dumb as hell because to say, uh, from what I read, when you vote, your vote goes depending on your location Mm -hmm. to your representative, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like uh, one per party in every state. I think, and they're supposed to take the, they're basically the middleman. Whoever had the most uh, votes, whichever party, they cast their vote in that party. Mm. But you're still ultimately giving the power to a select few who are going to do what the fuck they want to do. So that, it doesn't make sense. Mm. That's not a democratic right. I don't, even, I don't even understand how the electoral college is 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 set up because who votes for these people? Who are yeah, the electoral college? Like, people? when do you vote for an electoral college representative or whoever they are? I don't know who they are, so I'm not understanding who gets to pick now, where my votes. I read something online when I was reading about it before I voted last November. Did you vote? Yes. Yes. Who'd you vote for? I voted for. Hillary, it wasn't necessarily my first choice, but yeah, I did. I, did I voted for Hillary as well, just because 
I was on some uh, uh, let's get warming in there type shit. I was on so, some, I don't want Trump to win, and and I feel like even if I may have wanted someone other than either of them to win, maybe a, a side candidate or something, I felt like any vote that wasn't for Hillary was a vote for Trump because he has such a strong that's following. True. That's true. So, that's true. And that's ultimately, uh, well, that a lot of people say that, that that's I was thinking sort of say what, I was what, about what to say that but then I remember the electoral college yeah. so not really yeah yeah <laughs> cuz she still won the popular vote yeah so, so you know yeah. but you know they say that that's what's going to do it in our local m- m- mayor race yeah cuz you know we got like seven candidates and there's only one you know that's not african american to my to my knowledge i'm trying to, i also tried to get at Tokyo Fritz on my show mm. I reached out to him and I actually spoke with his campaign manager. Okay. But he didn't have the time to do it. He just doesn't have the time to do my show. Okay. But I really wanted to speak to him and I'm going to vote for him. Uh, but back to what I was saying, what I read about the Electoral College is that when you vote, some states, not all, but some of them have the person who votes for each party at the top. Um, and that's it. Some states have it on the ballot. Some states don't. But they say you can Google it. Who is my... Everybody out here listening, Google who is my uh, electoral college representative in my state. And you should be able to find them as far as how they get elected, I have no clue. Um, let's get off of this politics shit, man. Mm-hmm. Sheeta. What the fuck, boy? <laughs> what you think, man? Did you hear it? Yeah, I ain't know what she was doing, though. Huh? Yeah, I heard Sheeta. I ain't, I ain't get it. You ain't get it? No. <laughs> no. What you mean you ain't get it? I heard you say Sheeta. Yeah. What is that? Oh, you don't know what the fuck it is. No. <laughs> okay, read me my. Oh, yeah. Read me my. Yeah, read me my. <laughs> yeah, she did the female either. Ain't, uh, yeah. ain't that Nicki Minaj? Yeah. Yeah. What you think, man? Uh, is that an L for Nicki or no? Am I, what'd you say? Is, that, is, that, is, it, is it over for Nicki? Is that an L for Nicki? Um... It depends on what you like, you know. If you if you a, a stone cold hip hop head, then then yes, you will go say that that's the L for Nicki. And if you, I disagree. Why? Hey, my bad, y'all. I'm a fat nigga, and I was eating. <laughs> uh, I've been eating this whole podcast. I've been trying to keep it off mic though. Uh, shit. I've been distorting like a motherfucker. All right, so. I disagree because, A, it's not an original song. If you look at all the great disses, either No Vaseline, Fucking With Dre Day, uh, Real Motherfucking G's, they're all original songs. Mm-hmm. She took Nas's song, took his flow, mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. most of the shit she said on the song, everybody already said about Nicki. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, there were two clever lies in that song. <laughs> the Saint Nick thing, that was really clever to me. When she said, you for the kids, bitch, you Saint Nick. <laughs> I fucks with that. Uh, and that whole little story she told about her butt, you know, she could you couldn't fuck her, so did you at least suck your dick, da da da. Mm. I thought that was dope. But the rest of that shit was trash, man. Mm. Trash. I said that because, you know, I feel like a lot of the old school, you know, Stone Cold hip hip hop fans favor that New York type of yeah. stuff, you know, and I feel like she just And that's why she did New it. York that's too. why she did yeah. it to that. Yeah. Because she knew she would get the brownie points mm-hmm. just for using that beat and that flow. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't able to really hear everything she said, but I'm just I'm just not necessarily I'm not a Nikki fan. In, in I'm general. not either. And it's not even I'm not saying she don't say some some funny stuff or whatever. Or I don't I don't really care too much about it. But I just feel like she fake, and I feel like she don't. I don't fuck with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like mm, what she was. I feel like she she's misusing her influence in a bad way. Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. talk about it, man. Talk about it. Um, you know how like when she first started, she was all this gay, 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 gay stuff and Barbie this, Barbie that. She was extremely superficial when she was pushing this agenda that she was gay and that she was lesbian. Yeah. And she wasn't. And now she's with me. But but in the beginning, when you got all of these, when you are like the hottest female rapper on the planet and you got all these tweens and 13s and 14s, 15-year-old impressionable young girls listening to all your music, bumping your stuff like every day they want to wear your perfume and dress like you and act like you and you're lying to them, not even being authentic with yourself, saying that you're lesbian or bisexual and all of this, I feel like that's a misuse of power. You are misrepresenting yourself to a certain people f- for what reason, I don't know. Yeah, and, I mean, it's I just, like it. it was, I think it was just to try to build a name. I mean, that's exactly what it is. She's built, she, she built a name being different, being something that she not, but she came up off of it, but what is everybody else getting from it? Look at these kids out here, man. I, I I be sick to my to my skin seeing these young girls out here dressing savagely. Seeing these and, dudes and, out here with, with purses on. Nikki did have something to do with that. So I think she did. I think she had. And on the flip on the flip side, you got young thug doing the same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not just him. All of them guys well, in, in <clears throat> leggings and skirts and. Extensions and lip gloss and whatever else they doing. I'm not even. I, I mean, I don't knock you for being creative and being different, do your thing. But you know, I just feel like some of that stuff don't make sense. A lot of them videos don't make sense. The imagery now, don't the, make sense. Now, you have a point there. I've always had a, not an issue, but I've always kind of been struck by some of those videos. Mm-hmm. I can't really enjoy the song when I'm watching those kind of videos. Mm-hmm. For example, if you guys are listening to this and you want to know what I'm talking about, go on YouTube and type in Bitches Love Me and take a look at that video and 
Taking they, they got videos with them in baths full of blood. Yeah, they got videos with them like with, with like monster figures like crawling, pushing through the wall. It's it's all dark imagery. Everything and is it, black. It, it would make sense if you know Eminem was in the bath full of mm-hmm. blood in the three AM video, but it was a video for a song that's about him being a serial killer. Mm-hmm. He told a story in the song about being a serial killer. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. Why, you know, and I hate when artists do that. I really hate it. So, yeah, that's the end of my rap about music videos. It just, when you said imagery, I was like, God damn, I hate that shit. Yeah, it's real shit. Uh, Where you at in the hip-hop? Aside from Remy and Nikki, what you what do you like? Uh, I don't, I'm I'm I listen to hip hop. I listen to some of the stuff that's on the radio, but for the most part, I listen to a lot of like alternative rock. I listen to a lot of old nineties hip hop. I listen to a lot of oh, rock. rock. Uh, let's see, oh rock. You like trapped? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty much like a like. A, I'm old fashioned. Like I. I still listen to stuff that came out three, four years ago. I listen to like the fray. I listen okay. to Paramore and and okay. and, and, and uh, Jason Nizuko and like stuff okay. like that. That's I'm, that's okay. Yeah. I feel as far as all that goes for me. I I listen to. I have like a playlist of maybe fifteen, fifteen songs mm-hmm. that I like. You know, it's uh, Nickelback's uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rockstar <laughs> and, you know, uh, Californication and yeah. shit like that, Headstrong, Numb yeah. uh, by I got that on there, too. I got, yeah, I got Everlong just, from the Foo Fighters. I got, I, got a, I got a lot of, you know, Fallout Boy. I got a lot of stuff on there, too. I just, I try not to listen to this new rap stuff too much because it, it just, it, it all it, it irritates me at times, you know. Okay. And it's not it's not that the songs don't sound good, that they ain't catchy, and that they not you know don't make you want to dance or whatever. It's just I know that they don't be saying shit or they saying the same shit. <laughs> and yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just be like, come on, now. like y'all got y'all clearly have talent. I'm, I'm sure you know that you you got some money by now. You could try to do something different, push the envelope, but who knows. So, you said you haven't recorded before, right? 
I recorded one song, and it has. You know the verse? No, I freestyled it, so I, I don't. I don't know the verse. Okay. On the top of my head. Okay. Um, I have some some uh, verses that you sent me, so I'm going to play those, so you guys will hear Raheem's uh bars hashtag fire emoji, <laughs> and uh. We go, we go, we go get some knowledge, man. This man has knowledge. Uh, what do you think, Raheem? Is the earth flat or is it round? <laughs> I mean, my freestyle is is a little more, a little, a little more just whatever comes out of my mind. You know, if I'm if I'm on that level or something, you know, tell them what I'm gonna say, and then you know, if I'm just with the guys, sometimes I'm being funny. But when I sit down and write. And and I actually want to say something. I take a conscious thought and I think about it. Yeah. So I just say that. <laughs> I mean, you still got knowledge, though. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. I uh, use I usually tell some type of story. Yeah. Uh. What? Here goes with one of your recent poems. We 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 opened the show with one of your old joints, and it, it it put me on my ass. And I was like, damn, uh, I wasn't expecting that. So now, you know, we've been going for, I think, like an hour. So, uh, yeah, hit us with one to close the show out, man. Uh, okay. Um, this is something I did for my lady because I, I kind of felt bad about, you know, <laughs> Just stuff. You never got a chest. I I know I tagged you in my podcast. Did you ever get a chance to listen to it? I didn't. I had a I had a took off messenger for a minute. Okay. And that's why I hadn't seen your recent uh, messages. Okay. But I just uplinked. You must have got into some Facebook shit. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook stay getting people in the yeah. shit. She wasn't happy. All right. Happy. So uh. <coughs> I was fucking. I actually had a young lady on my show by the name of Energy. Shout out to you, sweetheart. Shout out. And uh, she spit a pretty dope ass poem. Like when I asked her to spit one, she said, "This is for all my people in relationships." Mm-hmm. And it was like a, it was a pretty dope poem, you know. It 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 it, it made the hell my day stand up. So when you said for the ladies, I just wanted to set this up. You know, light your candles, ladies. Kick back, you know, run your bath water. Pause it, and then get in the tub and hit play. Bam, let's go. Well, I don't know if it's that romantic. It was, I, mean, I, wasn't, I wasn't telling the, the, the happiest story, but it was still a story about a relationship. But it was uh, sound asleep on the bed where I left her. Showered in flowers and cotton candy When I'm feeling neglectful Sign my lease to her heart Hope one day that I let you do the same Till then I'm yours like half of the time That's in between the game But I'll remember nights when you would fan When you would pan the flames But still somebody has to stand the rain And I know that one thing that love will never change I promise I'm going to meet you with the rain and the rain and everything. I'm going to show you how it hang and we bang. I'm something, something. I don't remember the rest of it, but it was, <laughs> it was, I don't know. It was, it was, it was, it was for her because I was, 
I wasn't giving her attention, so I wrote her something just to cheer her up, and she laughed when she read it. Uh, you got the draws after that, right? You got uh, the draws. I wasn't even trying bang, to bang. get the draws. <laughs> see, see, I, I, I get the draws so much, I was just, you know, being, being that I was kind of in a doghouse, I wanted to be sweet and gentle, so I just cuddled with her. Oh. I got the draws the next three days after that. Ah, <laughs> bam. That's what I'm talking about. So... What what do you want to do, man? Do you do you want to just write poetry and kick back, you know? Or do you want to get into the rap game? Because, like I said, you you got the bars for it, you know. You got the you got the bars and the headspace, and I think you know <clears throat> with with you having such a grasp on reality. And such an understanding of the world, that is what is lacking in hip-hop right now. So we need all the uh, intelligent MCs we can get, I think. But what is it that you're trying to do? I don't necessarily do do music for other people. I do music just because I like music. Like, the first time I recorded anything, I had never heard the sound of my voice, and it sounded weird to me. And it was like, I was like, wow, that's that's, that's what I sound like, you know. I couldn't even really listen to what I was saying. But um, I just want to be, I want that if I say something, that, that somebody listen and that they heard something and got something from it. So if I can get do that, and be able to go home and live a comfortable life with with, with my family, I'm I'm good. All right, all right. Well, where can people find you? Do you have Instagram? Do you have a YouTube or yeah? I got SoundCloud. I got an Instagram. My Instagram is Clean Plates ninety one, and uh, my Facebook, you know, is uh, Darwin Couch. Uh, at facebook.com you know, That's my government name I don't really tell everybody that But everybody, everybody know me as Raheem but Radio Raheem every, just, know, just Raheem Everybody say Radio Raheem as soon as I say it But no I mean just, that's gonna be <laughs> That's gonna be the name of this episode Just so you know Radio Raheem with a question mark Radio Raheem I, mean, I, could, I think I could be a, re- a radio personality though Probably could Oh yeah Oh yeah Uh Clean plates, ninety one. Clean plates, yeah. I cook on, I cook on the side. I'm, I'm the chef in my house, so you know, I got a lot of pictures of, of food on there, pictures of, of me and my family, and you know, other the art projects that I be doing. What you should do is get on there and you know do these poems. That's what you should do, cause y'all heard this shit. Hey, support my nigga, y'all. I think I will do that. Follow that Instagram so you can get your daily dose of dopeness from <laughs> Radio Raheem, my bad. Raheem. And uh, keep fucking with rapping with Dre Day, y'all. You know, I appreciate all the listens I've been getting. Now, I realize that a listen is a listen. It just meant a motherfucker click play. So I don't know how many of y'all are actually listening to this shit. So if you listen to this shit, comment, like, subscribe, share. Let me know you're listening and that you like the shit. Fuck with me. Also, 
Check out my YouTube, Dre Day on YouTube. I got the link in the description. Bam. And we out this bitch. Peace. Peace.